Hi, beautiful friends. Welcome to the energy report for the first week of July, July 1st to July 7th, 2022. Okay, man, July has a different feeling to me from June. Definitely. It's very noticeable. I just finished recording the um, energy report for the whole entire month of July, and that will be up on YouTube if you want to check it out. But this is just for the first week of July. And the cards that came forward are the Knight of Cups, the Four of Cups, and the Hermit. So the Knight of Cups, again, like we've seen this in, you know, it was a couple weeks ago, but the Knight of Cups to me is a being that is moving with mastery and grace around like the emotional, psychic, energetic realm. Meaning that to me, the Knight of Cups is like the empath that is elevating his or herself out of a paradigm of like um, victim savior and is anchoring into a paradigm of like being the witness and being the mm, savior is not the right word. Um, being like the, like a path, being like a door. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's no surprise to me that this has come up because I'm still seeing so many memes, so many things about the Roe versus Wade stuff. And, you know, like I say in my, um, my July video, I don't foresee that these super ultra triggering events in the public domain are going to slow down. We're just going to see them amping up more and more. And this card, like the guidance that's coming through is to remind us that we don't need to save anyone. That in order to... <laughs> In order for there to be no victims anymore, we, we in ourselves as individuals need to leave the paradigm of victim consciousness behind, which also means not seeing other people as victims. So, you know, a big part of the work is not seeing ourselves as victims. And I mean, that's, that's a triggering statement. I can feel, I can feel people getting triggered because there are like terrible things genuinely happen to people. And I'm not saying that they don't. That's not the discussion I'm trying to get into. It's the acknowledgement that like you are not diminished by it unless you believe that you are diminished by it. And even if you do believe that you are diminished by it, the moment that belief shifts within you, you are no longer diminished because you your beliefs are everything and so first the first step is to leave behind the perception of ourselves as victims to anything to anything and again i'm not saying that bad things don't happen to people that that some people don't do awful things to others of course that happens I'm saying that whatever comes your way, you can fucking handle it. You can handle it. And that doesn't mean that's going to be easy. And that doesn't mean it's not going to be like potentially wildly mind-numbingly painful. It's just that you can handle it because you're not a victim because 
you know, things happen in this realm. Things happen and, and things are not always sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. And yet, are you diminished by it? Or are you enhanced by it? You can choose that everything that you experience ultimately enhances you. You can choose that. And that's not spiritual bypassing because you're not going to get to that enhancement by trying to skip all of the, you know, all the feelings that come up with the hard things that we go through. The enhancement comes by our willingness to be deeply present with whatever we are experiencing, whether it feels good, whether it feels bad, or whether it feels neutral. And then when we've kind of like gotten to this place of mastery and acceptance within ourselves, where we, we have separated ourselves from the paradigm of victim consciousness, then the next step for many of us as empaths is to recognize that also nobody else is a victim and we don't need to save anybody. And we actually don't even need to change anything. That everybody's journey is like hella messy and yet it's perfect as it is for that person. And that sometimes when we want to save people, it's actually kind of coming from a selfish place, even though it's also coming from a place of truly loving somebody else. But it's like we want to save them because we feel like we can't bear to know about their suffering. We can't bear to witness their suffering knowing that they are suffering is so excruciating that we need to fix it. But, you know, suffering is richly fertile soil for growth and expansion. That being said, I don't believe that anybody needs to suffer. That's kind of an intense word. But like, you know, what we perceive as suffering it has so much, it is like soil. It's like, it's soil that has been, it is full of nutrients. There is so much growth material there. So much. And if we try to remove somebody prematurely from their experience of suffering as we perceive it, we are we think we're saving them but we're robbing them of that opportunity to like receive all of the the nutrient dense growth materials that will propel them into the next version of themselves if they choose it they have to be the choosers the thing is like we just don't get a say on other people's paths and this is true as we witness what is going on with you know the Roe versus Wade and other similar, very hot button triggery issues that come up is like, we can witness this and we can hold a frequency of love and compassion and allow everybody to experience their triggers, their rage, their perceptions, their defensiveness, their dismissiveness, you know, however these things land with somebody else, none of us has the right to discredit or invalidate somebody else's perspective. And I mean, even if we do, even if we do discredit and invalidate somebody else's perspective, it's totally meaningless because like we don't actually have the power to invalidate somebody else's perspective. We just can be assholes about it, you know? Um, 
But what's really coming through here is like, we have this ability to move through a world of chaos with absolute like fluid, liquid grace in our frequency, in our energy. It doesn't, need, it doesn't have to come in the form of direct conversations. It's like the way that we move through the world is like, it's like a poem. It's like a song. It's like a psalm. It's so beautiful. It recodes the simulation. It transmutes trauma. It alchemizes and releases shadow just by our beingness in the world. We don't need to fix anyone or fix anything or convince anyone that they're wrong or relieve anyone of their suffering. We just need to move through the world in a way that emanates absolute like grace and compassion and unconditional love. And then it's followed up by the Four of Cups, which is a minor arcana card. So um, this is like, it's kind of like small potatoes, but it's important and relevant guidance for this week. And the Four of Cups, as I understand it, is like taking a pause to take inventory of our, how we feel about the life that we've created so far. And it doesn't have to be like your whole entire life, right? But like, for example, I was really doing this the last couple of days. I was taking some time offline and I was really feeling my life and being like, what do I love and what do I not love? Um, And instead of trying to move forward and keep manifesting the things that I've been manifesting, it's like, just pause and just feel into what you have right now. And what wants to be tweaked from there? They're often micro adjustments of just, and, and, you know, not saying yes to something new until you've done this, not trying to start something new. And this doesn't have to last all week. I don't know. It'll probably be like just a day or two for everybody, but it's like, we, we just need to, um, chill out for a minute, tune in, turn inwards, tune in to our own feelings and and the operative word is feelings. So it's not like looking at a checklist from a cerebral place of like, well, I have I have a house, I have a vehicle, I have um, a career, I have so much in my bank, I have um, a hobby that I really love, I'm in a relationship that I'm, you know, like it's, it's all those things, but it's like, okay, how do I feel about my house? How do I feel about my vehicle? How do I feel about my career? How do I feel about my hobby? How do I feel about my bank account? How do I feel about my partner and, or my relationship or whatever, you know? Um, it's really about tuning into the feeling so that you can prune back that which is out of alignment, which doesn't feel good, and create more space to receive the things that, you know, are in greater alignment. And 
again, the feeling part is really important because ultimately, like there are a lot of things that we think we want, but when we get them, they don't feel so good because we thought we wanted them from a cerebral space when in truth, what we actually wanted was a certain specific feeling that would have been more easily accessible to us through something else. So it's like thinking you want a high paying corporate job, like a career job, because you think that, oh, if I have that and I know that there's like room to grow, like there's room to be promoted and I'm going to receive a steady paycheck and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I can predict my life or whatever. And I have money and I'm going to be able to use my talents. Um, so you think that that is what you want. But actually what you want to feel is a lot of personal freedom and a lot of security and safety so that you can enjoy the things that really mean something to you. And so when you get into this career, this um, corporate career job, it was your manifestation list and you like wrote down, you thought it's what you wanted but because you didn't cross-reference it with what you feel, then you get into it and you're like, holy shit, I'm, actu- I'm actually miserable. P.S. I know this from experience. <laughs> this analogy comes from experience. Um, so you get into it and you're like, none of this feels like how I wanted to feel. Like I thought this was what I wanted because, you know, society kind of tells me that I should want this. And because I thought that's what these things look like, but it turns out like, actually, I kind of want to give it all up and I want to like go apprentice at a florist and learn how to make beautiful flower arrangements and just like move to a cottage in the country. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) so just tune in to, to how you feel about what you have manifested and created for yourself at this time in your life so far. And the final card is the Hermit. So this is a major arcana card. So this is a really big deal. um, And we would all do well to heed this advice, which is the invitation to go deeply inward. Um, It really, really goes well with the energy report that I did for the month of July, um, where I also talk about the flavor of the third quarter of the year. Uh, But it's an we're going inward on an inner journey right now even though this is a very, um, you know, summer is a very extroverted time of year. Cancer season is also very inward and very, um, introspective and self-preserving. And it looks like this week we're really being asked to essentially like stay in our own lane, but not just stay in our own lane, but to appreciate the richness to be found within like to me this card when I look at it it's like cultivate your internal portal so what I understand is that we have a portal in our heart it's a literal portal it's a literal portal in our heart space in our heart chakra um so not necessarily in the physical organ of our heart but in that energy center um and the the physical organ of our heart is a manifestation of that energy center. Anyway, we have this portal that when we can like really um, shift our consciousness so that it is operating from 
the heart space as the as it's like chief seat you know like it's it's throne we are able to sort of um involute on ourselves and go through our own heart portal into higher dimensions of consciousness and we're able to flip in and out in that way and this is different from out of body um traveling or astral projection which from what i understand about it when you are astral projecting like you are your your astral body is separating from your physical body and you are traveling you are restricted to the astral realm which is the fourth dimension and there are like seven planes as i know it um somebody else might contest that but there are seven planes within the astral realm so you can astral travel but you're restricted to the fourth dimension and there's a lot to see there but it's still just the fourth dimension whereas when you when you go through this heart portal it's like um i don't know i don't i can see it but it's so hard to describe but it's like you travel through a tunnel within yourself like a wormhole within yourself um out into the higher dimensions of consciousness without even necessarily leaving your body in a sense like you can travel in and out of it but you're not really leaving your body so you leave this dimension and you go to a different dimension but you can come back and and the portal is always in your heart and as i'm looking at this card when i'm i feel like that's what we're being called into it's like kind of like never mind what's going on in the outside world and also never mind about you know your goals um, the things that you've had on your manifestation list, take, take some inventory, some deep inventory of it. But remember that the objective here is to be able to travel outside of this dimension. The objective is to go inward, so deeply inward that whatever is happening externally is kind of like a total afterthought. It's, it's just, it's not your chief concern because the gold mine is within you the yeah the 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 richest treasures the richest gold is found within you and knowing that that will then reflect in your external world but that can't be your motivation your motivation is like holy shit there's nothing more fascinating than journeying deeply inward and knowing that I kind of like do this weird when I do that I do this weird like somersault where I turn myself inside out and like bloop out out through the heart portal onto the you know onto the other side into higher dimensional realms okay under 20 minutes good job amy <laughs> so that's our energy report for this week it's a little bit intense um as i said july feels really different if you want to catch the the energy report for the whole month of july then find it on youtube um, my adorable daughter was kind of getting in the way there so <laughs> you'll see me in very real mom settings and I just want to take a quick minute to remind you all that I have a couple of things coming up that you might be interested in. The first one is called Sorceress the Call. And this is open to people of all genders or all non-binary people. This is just for people who are powerful. You know you're powerful. You know you're here for a reason. Um, you 
you know you are here to be a conduit, a channel for the light, and you need this information, it is for you about how to be a channel for the light, how to be a channel, how, basically how to be a human instrument, a human vessel for higher, much higher dimensional consciousness. Like the masters, the angelics, the, you know, there are so many, so many beings that we can channel, but the point is like how to, how to make ourselves available to be that while also being human. So that is happening on, um, in the third week of July from July 9th through the 13th. I think we'll see. I I have to go to my uncle's funeral as well, which is July 8th. Um, but anyway, it's going to be happening in the second full week of July. (laughs) I know that much. Uh, so the link is in the show notes. Please sign up. You get lifetime access so you can rewatch the replays. It's a five part transmission. It's very thorough. It's like literally how to be a channel plus a lot more. (laughs) A lot more of this is very hard to describe. It's, it involves grid work. It involves opening portals, opening stargates, um, moving energy through. There's, there's so much. Um, ushering consciousness in and out of this realm through these portals, through these stargates. So if, if all this speaks to you, then please sign up. And then the other thing that I want to tell you about is 1212, which is my mastermind, and it is restarting on July 12th. I'm very, very, very excited. I just love this mastermind so much. I love the people who have joined me in the first round. Some of them are staying um, on for the second, the second quarter, um, and some of them are creating room for new people to join. If this calls you, there's still some space available please join me. If you join me in 1212, you automatically get access to everything else that I create and produce during that time. Like all of, all of my masterclasses, you get the call, you get cre- like sorcerers, the call, you get creation codes. Um, you get all of the things during this, this period that you're in 1212. You also get to be in close contact with me. You get, um, a, Akashic deep dive slash light language activation session. Um, Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So this is for those of us that are here to embody the Christ light frequency, meaning the highest, highest frequency of consciousness that we can expand into, that we reach it and we anchor it in at the um, physical level, the, the tissular level, the cellular level, the molecular level, the atomic level, the subatomic level. We are anchoring it into this realm. And in so doing, we are becoming portals ourselves that allow others to find their own portal and pass through to the other side. So, If either of those speak to you, then please let me know. You can sign up directly for the call on your own. If you are wanting to join 1212, then just send me a message either on Instagram or email and we will have a conversation about it. Okay, that's it. Beautiful souls. I love you so much and I will see you again next week for another energy report.